Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. In today's episode, we're covering Minute 3 of The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, we start with Lynn, Hadley, and Citizen chatting about what happened in Stockholm, and with spunky music and a shot of Dana's house. And in between, Lynn expresses her concern that they may be running into a dangerous scenario. The last minute, they're kind of mid-sentence. They're kind of mid-thought. So it's Lynn and Hadley and Sitterson. And so Hadley makes a comment that everyone knows that you can't trust the Swedes. (laughs) (laughs) Which... I'm like, like Ikea, like the the furniture isn't good. What's (laughs) what's happening there? We get a sense because in a second, there's a comment about Tokyo and the US. So we get a sense that this is an international venture that these guys are going through. And there is also an expectation that not everyone is going to be successful. So you have a sense that these guys aren't super alarmed by the fact that Stockholm goes down. And even though Lynn is very concerned and is posing concerns to them, they're just not reacting with a level of seriousness that I think she's expecting. Yeah, and she has her binder. She's got, looks like a lab coat on. So even though she's in the same colorway as the gentleman, she looks like she's from a different department and maybe has a different take on the seriousness, like you said. Right. I just had a Star Trek The Next Generation thought that these guys would be wearing the red uniform and she'd probably be wearing the blue uniform. She's like the science wing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And like you said, I I like that there's this reveal. This is something a little bit larger, Uh, much like one of these corporate businesses that it looks like they work at. This is something that has international reach and international branches. And we don't exactly know what scenarios they're talking about or what's going to happen or what's going on, but we're just getting these little teases, these little inklings of something of a larger scope. Yes. So it's kind of curious, and I don't know that we actually get that fully in this movie, but it does make me curious how many locations are really involved here. Right. And so speaking of the Japanese, like you said, they're talking about the Japanese and of that these guys have their shit together. They, they produce maybe a little bit more of whatever this is, or maybe they succeed, have a better success rate. So Hadley says, we're number two, we try harder. And that really perked up my ears because it reminded me of that classic Avis Renicar slogan. So An ad agency came up with this in the 60s for Avis, and it actually really catapulted them from a company who was underperforming and actually losing several million dollars a year to being a successful rent-a-car business because they had this clever, we're number two, we try harder slogan that was up against uh, Hertz Rent-A-Car. But one thing that I thought was kind of funny and just serendipitous is that Avis has been using We Try Harder all the way up until 2012 when this movie came out. (laughs) And they no longer use that slogan as of 2012. 
Wow, that is very interesting. <laughs> so just a funny little funky thing. Absolutely. But that is a I mean, it's funny that you bring up that there's this throwback branding that's come about because this whole commentary of U.S. versus Japan does have that sense because there was that time in the 80s where there was this this explosion of vehicles that were coming out of Japan that were just built amazingly well and efficient and the American car was not competing as well. And so when that comment got made of uh, we're number two, we try harder, it really seemed like there was this kind of built in competition in between Japan and US over who can get really excellent clearance here and made me think of that. Yeah. <laughs> For the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the whole gang's kind of making their way down. We're getting these broader shots of this uh, this lower area where these club cars are, or, you know, golf cart club cars. Lynn is still talking very seriously with the fellas. The fellas are still looking quite light and just, you know, could really give a shit, <laughs> kind of what she's saying. And then they they mount one of these club cars. And again, I just love how Sitterson drinks his coffee and he puts his feet up. He's he's taller, so he's kind of got him. He's a little bit hunched in the car a bit, kind of giving her this eh, whatever kind of a look. We see more of these cars in the background moving around. So you get this idea of, of oh, there's a whole cavalcade of employees that are getting in these and driving off to somewhere the way they are in the background um, when you see them cruising by kind of reminds me of when you're getting on a ride you know mm -hmm. like a like a roller coaster or some other amusement park ride where there's the spot where you get into your vehicle and then you can kind of see other people either just finishing the ride or, you know, or kind of getting in line to get on that roller coaster or go into that haunted house or something. Well, I think having a go-kart, I love that you call them a club car. That just seems like, you know, club car just seems amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally what they're called, like, on them. You, you can't see that in this, but you can see it um, in closer pictures. They're actually called Club Cars. But yeah, it is a pretty fun name. <laughs> that's amazing. That's totally legit reference. Because I was like, oh, they're like golf carts. And I just feel like this place has got to be massive in size. And I'm sure there's people out there who are accustomed to having to jet around in that in a workplace. I personally am not. I mean, the only time that I ever saw it worked briefly for Universal and going on different sets and former life of living in Los Angeles and, and going to different studios and they had carts to get around because they're just massive in size. But yeah, I don't think many of us really have that large of a workplace that would justify having to get in a cart to go somewhere. Yeah, it does. It sets the tone of this place being way bigger than you may have initially thought it was. So along with Japan and Stockholm and everything, also the specific spot that they're in is bigger. So everything is looking larger. So I had a question for you, and this happens right around this time that they're getting ready to hop in the club car. Um, <laughs> do you have a sense that there is some mansplaining going on here with Lynn? Yeah, I think maybe I wouldn't use the word mansplaining, but more like man dismissing. 
Mm. Man not giving a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, she's making a point. She's kind of trying to say, hey, you guys better not be messing around in there. And Sitterson says, does this mean you're not in the betting pool this year? Big money. So there's another little key to something that sounds pretty mundane, a betting pool. But we don't know exactly what they're betting on. But Lynn says, I'm just saying it's a key scenario. When they do pull out and kind of give her a bit of a jab about like, when we did have an issue, what department was it? Oh, it was your department. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but... Basically kind of giving her a bit of a jab as they peel out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a sense of, aside from this big brother, little sister dynamic that was going on, I just found it to be very interesting that you've got a couple of middle-aged white guys who are not heeding the concern. Right. Yep. Well, I wonder if that might bite them in the ass later. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll have to stay tuned to find out. (laughs) That might be a problem. As I recall this time out, it was not a problem with the chem department. (laughs) Yeah, so when they peel out, I really love, again, just this motion. You know, they peel right out. Sitterson, like, grips his coffee. Nothing splashes out magically. But then they cruise off. And then he is actually, he is what looks like maybe wiping a little bit of coffee off his knee. And it looks like his cup kind of popped open. So he's sort of trying to fuss with it and get the, the lid back on and also suck the coffee out of the side of it. So it actually is like, I... This isn't going to be like some ongoing thing about me checking every single beverage that happens in this movie. (laughs) But I got to say the attention to detail of the fact that they peel out and then there's there must have been, even though we don't see it, a bit of a splash and a lid popping off is really good, realistic coffee drinking detail. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of remember him having to clean it up a little bit. And he's trying to take care of the lid and all of that situation. Like, it, it gave me a sense there was a little bit of a mess there. There's a little bit of a mess. And yeah, and then the other thing that just gave me a lot of joy here is Bradley Whitford has his hands gripped. He's the one driving the club car. And he looks like a kid in a bumper car, really enjoying his little trip. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point in that within this, that there is a quote-unquote serious key scenario that could potentially be taking place that Lynn, Amy Acker, is pointing out here in this sense of foreboding. Dude's just really happy to get behind the wheel of the club car and just be like, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. and so while... um... Sitterson's fussing and mussing with his coffee, then Hadley's inviting him over for a an evening in, helping him liberate his cabinets. <laughs> what he said earlier in, in minute two, where he was talking about his wife a little uh, overboard and getting all the cabinets childproof before they've even gotten pregnant. A fun little light moment with these guys that is stung by something quite dramatic. (laughs) Yes. Which is a huge, awesome, loud, crazy sting of a title card in red block letters, The Cabin in the Woods. 
I think this is an amazing way that they did this. And there is this scream queen horror psycho scream that also happens concurrent with that. And again, I'm putting the <laughs> the liberal arts hat on and that there is this moment where this individual's asking, you know, his friend and coworker to come over to liberate his cabinets, which totally seems like such a middle-aged thing to do on the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's happening on a Monday. There's that, and I'm hauling in stepbrothers, which is also Richard Jenkins appears in that as well, of you're middle-aged and we're going to have an exciting Saturday of going to Home Depot and Bed Bath and & Beyond. And that in the midst of all of this, the most exciting thing is, why don't you come over and liberate my cabinets where I'm going to watch <laughs> like sports or anything. <laughs> right. You can see both of them having a beer that's from the fridge out in the garage garage or you know maybe smoking a little weed or so you know they're totally you can see them on their off hours very easily and very suburban conventionally and there is a horror scream as a result yes and then all the red letters just slapped right over them as they're doing their thing in their white shirts it's it's just a great stark contrast it's so startling and it's a bit loud too like playing it at home you really <laughs> my husband was walking by the the tv holding his dinner and it startled him so he's like ah! it was loud ah, scared me that's amazing sorry brian, sorry, brian. <laughs> Because, yeah, it really chops in, too. It's not in a spot you're expecting at all, which is great. You know, it's like, oh, my God, we're in for a ride. And I'm not just talking about a club car ride. Right. That's the greatest compliment ever, that you could have somebody who's a bystander, who's not even really, like, paying attention to watching and have it scare the crap out of them from across the room. <laughs> is fantastic. Totally does the job. Yeah. So huzzah, huzzah. Love it. So awesome. Oh, so then we move from that shock right into this very youthful, bouncy music and this residential neighborhood and a kid skateboarding. Yeah, it's a sunny day. You kind of just get a quick little glance here. It's only a few seconds, but they're able to get some sort of maybe more modern condos and then sweep over to a little bit older of a building that's painted kind of a weird green color. Yeah, I've got the skateboarder and he's wearing, he looks like he's off to, to college, right? He's got messenger bags slung over, kind of hanging off of his butt and get a little bit of foliage. It looks like it could be like a fall day, maybe. What do you think? It totally felt like a back-to-school special to me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good call. With the music, the skateboard, there's kind of young folks walking around. We get Kristen Connolly's name comes up. There's It's in red. There's kind of a, maybe a blood splatter or kind of splat that happens on one of the letters. Kind of subtle, you know, subtle, not a big, huge thing. And then her name kind of just fades off. And then we also get, as we're swooping up to this house our good old buddy chris hemsworth his name comes in and you can't even really see it all that much you know it's not going to be in future movies now that he's thor and a big huge film star you probably will never see his name that small and that sort of subtle on a film ever again <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I know that people who are fans of this movie will likely see the commentary at this point, but I'm going to haul out the comment anyway. And I believe it's Drew and Joss who do make that comment as well of like, who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) They um, filmed this movie and Chris Hemsworth wasn't a big star. And then the movie came out after Thor. And so by then he was, you know, on his way to big, big boy stardom. So it was pretty, pretty fun to get that get. And I think he does a a great job here. I think he's a pretty naturalistic actor. Oh, and amazing. And the fact that the guy is putting on an accent the whole time, because he's Australian, is he puts on an amazing American accent. Yeah, I believe we have a couple of Australians in this film. We'll get to that. I just have one last comment, and it's one of those trivia fact-type deals. Uh, cool. The song that we are hearing with this sweeping view of the residential area is by the band called OK Go. The song is called White Knuckles, and it sounds very Prince-like to me personally, but it's a band that was formed in Chicago and is currently Los Angeles-based. Yay! I don't have any of their albums or CDs or MP3s or whatever you call them these days, but I actually got to go see them live here in San Francisco area, and it was really fun. It was at this outdoor grove, and a friend of mine had gotten these. There are these tickets you can get that are at a picnic table, so we were able to spend a few extra ducats and get this picnic table seating, and it was really super fun, and then there was actually a meet and greet out um it was kind of like a cabin in the woods to be honest (laughs) it was out outdoors in these cabins and i didn't really meet okay go but was in the same room with them and kind of got to watch them meet other people since i wasn't that familiar with them i didn't feel like i needed to kind of you know shoulder my way up to say hello and shake their hand but it was really a fun experience and uh yeah my friend rusty blazenhoff she got that picnic table and secured it and then invited brian and i to be a part of that and it was really super fun that's amazing and she saw him live oh my gosh yeah that's incredible that's way (laughs) way cool and on a side note as i was looking at their website they have a new album called Hungry Ghosts. So they're even being super on trend <laughs> with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are well known for having really interesting, cool, different, you know, videos. So that's definitely one thing I know about them besides them being good musicians. They're very playful and creative guys. Well, cool. Well, I think it's Friday, and what we were thinking was that we would try to make a habit on Fridays of just sharing something else beyond our love of The Cabin in the Woods, some other pop culture thingamajing that we're enjoying. And when we have our guests on, which will be in a couple of weeks, we'll start having guests every few weeks or so, then we'll ask them to share on Fridays as well. Would you like me to share mine or would you like to share yours first, Molly? Well, I'd like to hear yours first. Okay. Well, no problem. This title card and its boldness reminded me of one of my favorite shows that is on AMC and it is called Preacher. Have you watched Preacher at all? I have checked out Preacher, yeah. Okay, so it is 
It is gory. It's also sexy. It's also funny. I definitely, it's it's described as an adventure drama fantasy. So if you're sensitive to the subjects of, uh, I don't know, like hell and God coming down on earth, and <laughs> there's definitely some crazy shit going on. There's a, a vampire who's a main character, and... It is uh, led by Dominic Cooper and his real-life girlfriend, Ruth Nega, and then Joseph Gilgan. There are a trio at the front, and they go on many crazy adventures. I love the way it's shot, but I really enjoy it. I think it's super funny, but like I said, it is pretty gory and pretty crazy and wild. So it's based on a comic or graphic novel, and the creators are Sam Catlin, Evan Goldberg, and Seth Rogen. But it's definitely not any Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen type of joint that I've ever seen before. <laughs> very different. Yeah, very different from their stuff. I did not realize that Dominic and Ruth were a thing, like a real life yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know if they're still a thing officially, but as far as I know, they are. And uh, yeah, they they have got some serious chemistry <laughs> and they're just fantastic actors too so oh she is fantastic she was also on agents of shield and she was just so captivating she played the character flowers yes which is interesting too because her name on this show is tulip that's right <laughs> that's right i see a theme yeah she was great on agents of shield i am a big fan yeah, the this last season was was fantastic. I'm really glad I actually waited to mainline that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. I actually wrote a whole post on that and posted it on Facebook. Eventually I'd like to get it on my heidibennett.com website because I felt like that final or not final but most recent season was just mind-blowing and had me in tears and I am one of those people I did not cry at the cabin in the woods but there I'm one of those sensitive people that definitely cries very easily when I'm touched by things and that that season was extremely moving oh so heartbreaking for Fitz so heartbreaking oh my gosh yeah so it is part of the wider Whedonverse here, um, like our movie is as well. Two of the three creators are Jed Whedon and Joss Whedon. The third one is Marissa. Uh, how do you say this? Tantron? Tantron? T-A-N-C-H-A-R-O-E-N. Could yeah. do a whole podcast on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I could as well, and maybe that's going to be the oh, next project. No. <laughs> so, okay, so Molly, what is your recommendation for today's Friday episode? Well, my recommendation is an older production, but it is Farscape. For those who never checked out Farscape, this was a, a late 90s jam, started in 1999, went into the early 2000s, was absolutely surreal and fantastic. And speaking of Australia and Australian production as well, features Ben Browder and Claudia Black, who, um, if there are folks who are fans of Stargate, ended up appearing on together later after this had concluded. This was, to me, just a beautiful sci-fi opera and such a weird 
psychedelic acid trip of dude in space and a mashing of pop culture. And also Ben Browder, God bless him. I believe he's from the South originally, but he is like bros in space. And I just (laughs) love it. Claudia Black is just a complete badass and she's just beautiful and she just kicks ass. And I'm sorry to say that I never saw enough High fives for that lady for just being a completely kick-ass, badass chick. To see her energy combined with Ben Browder's space bro. It's literally like if you gave a PhD to a high school football player and sent him off into space, that's Farscape. Cool. I've <laughs> got to say, I've never, ever, ever watched Farscape, and I really ap- appreciate your recommendation. I think this is, is really going to be fun to hear what people share. And, you know, you and I are getting to know each other even better through, you know, doing this podcast together and then sharing our recommendations. So awesome. Sounds really good. Thumbs up, man. So we're we ready to close this down. Let's close this week up. This is the very first week in the can. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's do it. Yay! And happy October, everybody. So we'd like to thank you for listening to episode three today. We are Molly Balin. And Heidi Bennett. And this is Cabin Minute Cast. A special shout out to our pod fathers, Pete and Alex from Star Wars Minute, who pioneered the movies by minute format of which Cabin Minute Cast is based off. And you can find all the current Movies by Minutes podcasts at moviesbyminutes.com. I know you just gave a special shout out to Pete and Alex, and I want to do a second shout out to just say that I got to meet those guys in in person uh, in Chicago at our our meetup, our Movies by Minutes meetup in Chicago. It was so fun, and it was great to just give those guys hugs and just be in the same room with them. They're really warm, um, inclusive, fun, and encouraging guys, and just had a great time with them. So here, here, join us for Minute 4. That'll be next week, and we'll be chatting about Hmm, a new hair color, and of course, the wonderful favorite activity of mine, which is dancing in your underwear. Thanks again for tuning in to Minute 3, and we'll see you back at the cabin. (laughs) 